Hey guys, it's Honey here. If you are at all interested in contacting us about becoming a guest on the show, uh, you have suggestions for future guests, or you're interested in advertising, or just getting in touch with us for any reason, here's how you can do it. You can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at The New Kids LLC. You can reach us at SoundCloud at The New Kids Detroit, or you can just email us directly at LLC at gmail.com. Minus one because honey is sick. Um, we do this every time. I feel like you should have these ready at this point. Get it together. One day, one day. But anyway, so much has happened. We should have celebrated our one year anniversary, but we had a lot going on. But yeah, it's been one year of the new kids. Can you believe it? I can't. So much has changed. Man. Our very first guest has a whole baby now. Man. <laughs> like a whole human. Shout out to my godson. Hey, Denver. Um, yeah, we had a great season one. Um, we in, uh, interviewed a lot of really good guests. We had some really great events come out of season one. Shout out to Raphael Wright and him doing our Bitcoin discussion, brunch, talk type of thing. Shout out to Blue for the food. Yes, yeah, shout out to Blue for the food. Shout out to Parker for the pictures. So we've had a lot of different moving parts come from uh, the New Kids Season 1. So we're really excited for the New Kids Season 2 and all of the craziness and greatness that is going to bring. Uh, for events. Right. For us new individually. Faces. Yes, new guests. Um, and just new stuff. Um, yeah. We got our website up and running. Yes, so please go check us out, thenewkidsdetroit.com. It is still a work in progress, but it is. It is but up. we lit. We we up. We there. <laughs> you know. Shout out to us. Um, we are also on Stitcher now. Yeah, I can't wait to the like we're doing like live podcast shows. Ooh, I don't and stuff. know. We're gonna do it. I don't know. We're gonna do it. Home. They already won't let me do a little video, a little YouTube or whatever. So. Uh, well, we got we technically have a YouTube channel now because because of the video. Yeah, yeah, but still, we don't have a like a episode on good YouTube because our faces y'all are First so of all, shady. We be drunk <laughs> during half the episodes that we do, so I don't know if or we just like the, just the looks like you know somebody say something and then we'll shoot each other a look and we all three already know what's up. So there's that. Yeah. So you never know. Or we be TV. Yeah. Oh, we for sure be eating. That day we had hot Cheetos and carrots. That's a given. <laughs> but the new kids TV, you never know, coming soon. I mean, everybody got a YouTube channel now. So. Why not? Why not? I mean, we're cute, so everybody should see And y'all love us. So, there's that. That's it. So, the format of this show is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. Um, because... Our previous episodes have focused so much on our guests and the great things that they they do, but we don't think we've given you all a 
proper opportunity to know who we are, what we do, and why we became the new kids. Or how. So, yeah, or how. <laughs> um, so, of course, Honey is going to be on part two because she is sick as a dog right now. And nobody told her to get sick right. on recording day. So, Honey will be on part two. So, this will be focused on Jermaine, myself, and Shariah. Me! Um, yeah. So, Shariah. Do you want to go? Oh, yes. Do you want to go first? Me You're first. going first. So. Oh, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure I just got voluntold. Like, here you, you go. Go ahead, go first. So, tell us about Marshall Career Consulting, how you got to that point in your life, and then we'll go from there. Um, Marshall Career Consulting, I do a lot of small business consulting where I'm helping out um, entrepreneurs turn their ideas and dreams or whatever it is that they want to do into reality. I'm helping them get licensed, make sure they're operating correctly, um, helping with their employees, getting people on board. Um, I spend a lot of time just talking to people and helping them develop their ideas, which is probably my favorite part. And then I also do the career side of it where I'm doing the business plans, the resumes, and all of that. Um, I got to that point because when I was younger, my mom used to do like everybody's resume. So shout out to my mom. Hey, we tell you. <laughs> but she used to do everybody's resumes or whatever. So I kind of saw her doing that and saw what it did for people, you know, helping them get jobs and be able to, be able to provide for their families. So... I was like, I kind of want to do that. And then I was like, I kind of want to help entrepreneurs. And then I was like, it's my company. I can do what I want. So that's how I got there. Um, I, and also my school, most of it is in business, um, especially my master's degree is in um, organizational development. So I pretty much took what I had to do to get my master's degree and turned it into my business source of money. Yes. <laughs> so how is it being that you spent the majority of your time outside of Detroit, or at least your adult years, and then coming back um, to this Detroit, and you have this business, but how has it been um, trying to, you know, build up your client base and inter- interacting with um, the Detroit scene? Um, it, it, it hasn't been difficult, and I hate these questions because you're putting me on the spot. You know how much I hate being <laughs> put on the spot. So I just want to point that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um it has been interesting um i wouldn't say that it's been hard or difficult or anything like that because people in detroit as much as people like try to make you look bad we're fairly supportive of one another mm-hmm. um so i found that i do have a lot of support here um and even if i don't have people that become my clients they're referring clients or i'm just building um you know building my social network like you know, yes, or emails, phone numbers, names, you know, all kind of stuff. So, um, I think coming back was probably the better move for my business. Mm-hmm. Um, no shade to my friends elsewhere, but they're not, I'm gonna not say that, but <laughs> they're, they're not, <laughs> they're not um, yet. ready yes. to work with me as of yet. So, um, I think a lot of people here are already at that point and they're ready to finally make those changes. I definitely, um, for me, deciding to go into business because I think. I've always wanted to do consulting, but it was just, it it had different phases as I was Mm -hmm. growing up. And so for me, actually transitioning into doing business, it was more so, am I going to be able to find clients that Mm -hmm. I actually want to help? Like, that I actually want to serve? Because even though we both do consulting, I think we both have different niches, niches. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've heard it both ways. So that Whatever it is, that that word. Um, And so finding people that fall within that category... Um, you can't just 
stand in the middle of the street and be like, hey, hey who wants business Right. So um, that's definitely been an interesting journey. Um, but I think we do um, a good job of referring people like, yeah. you know, and it's more like, oh, I want to learn how to write a grant. I'm going to be like, no, nah, bro, but you can holler at Jermaine, though, <laughs> at G Pencil Consulting, and she's going to get you all the way together. But it's I feel that, though. <laughs> um, so flipping it to me, Jermaine, hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Um, Jermaine been writing business plans since she was seven. Bro, really, like, <laughs> I have been on this business plan grind since... I was a small type and um, everybody knew it. My mom was a secretary for DPS and to DPS. I would sit in the office with her and type on the typewriters and then type on the computers once they started, um, you know, transitioning to that. And my Showing age versus listen and girl. <laughs> and then kids my, are like, what's the type? <laughs> my godmom was the principal, so when I was done, I would take my business plan and give it to her to sign <laughs> as like the official seal of, of approval. But so um, taking that story to where I am now, I focus on creative um, business entrepreneurs or non-traditional entrepreneurs I like to call them and this is mostly people who don't have the access to resources um, and opportunities that traditional entrepreneurs and big businesses might have I think it's important that these uh, because I know so many artists I know so many people who um, have businesses that aren't the traditional like uh, bakery or um, just, you know, things that you might see more commonly, uh, but they don't know how to get off the ground. And so I felt that it was my job, like as you said with your schooling, um, mm-hmm. same thing with me and my background, I felt it was important for me to kind of uh, give people that voice and help them elevate their um, business to the next platform. So how do you think that um, so wait a minute before I ask this question. For those of you that don't know, Jermaine and I went to middle school together. Yeah, so we so, were friends for a very long time. Very long time. So that's how we got here. So do you think that there were any there were any instances or anything that prepared you and I to be consultants like Absolutely back then? Not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because I don't even think I'm prepared now. Like I feel like sometimes I I have clients who ask me questions and stuff, and in my mind I'm like, huh. Like, like what? What? I, I've been there too. I, but one thing I will say, um, I think that I learned uh, at Go Lightly and just in DPS in general was how to deal with different people on yeah. different, oh, like, absolutely. different levels. Personalities. Like, because, you know, we had those teachers that was, like, super strict. And we had the teachers that nobody ever listened to them. And then we had Mr. Yeah. Pitts. <laughs> in the middle and was like I don't know he was motivational yeah, to me because he didn't treat us like kids you know what I'm saying like he always yeah. you know he built that confidence in us that we can do whatever it is that we wanted I definitely do appreciate that for my time at Golightly there are not many things that I can acknowledge as appreciative but I do appreciate you can acknowledge me because okay. I mean, you met me there yeah. okay so <laughs> uh, at my time at Golightly I did encounter a lot of adults a lot of teachers who were very um, involved mm-hmm. in watching you grow, helping you learn, and just being overall supportive. Not all of them. Some of them, it was like, you sure teaching was what you wanted to do? Like, did you really? Mm-hmm. You, did, you just fell into this career at this right. point. Right. <laughs> uh, but there are many people that I still encounter to this day from Golightly that are teachers. Shout out to Miss Lawton. Hey, Miss um, Lawton. That have 
really had an influence on just how I interact, how my perception on things, and how I react to a lot of things. Now, high school was a whole different story. Okay, we not we don't have enough time so, to go through high school stuff because um, I'm on Central High School. <laughs> Shout out to the Eagles. We coming up on ten years, girl. That's not crazy. No, we're at ten years. Ain't no coming up. We are definitely at ten years. Shout out to the Eagles, by the way. Shout out to the VIA, Pink Panthers. Woo woo. Um, yeah, so I don't think anything really prepared me to be a consultant because honestly, and I talk to older professionals all the time about this, but honestly, anybody can call themselves can call themselves a consultant. It's almost irritating. Yes. Um, because a lot of people don't put a name to the consulting like, oh, I'm just a consultant. Right. And it's or like, well, what, what kind of consultant <laughs> are you? And granted, like like we said, there are so many. You have financial consultants, you have business consultants, you have image consultants, you have fashion consultants, you have so many different facets under this one name. And then you have a lot of people who take that name and they don't really know what, what they're doing or how to appropriately, you know, help someone transition within whatever they're trying to do. So it can get really frustrating when, you know, we try to explain what we do and people like, it, I don't know. It. Yeah. I think that, um, cause I, I was at that struggle for a while. Um, like me and you had conversations and I was like, I don't know what kind of consultant I want to yeah. be, but I want to help people with their businesses, but I want to help them with their career. And I wanted to do this. And y'all, I had this idea that I was going to be the Olivia Pope of the business world, <laughs> which I still can do. <laughs> it's just, I have to figure out You're how right. to do it. Like, um, and not even so much so like Olivia Pope cause she's a little bit crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Like crisis management and how to help people, um, yeah. you know, keep their businesses afloat. Like, I was just talking on Twitter earlier about how, you know, the small businesses make these mistakes that are detrimental to their success. And if they do it too early, it, I mean, you we can't know come back stats. from it. We know the stats for small businesses. It's like 60% of small businesses, small businesses don't make it past five years. Yep. And most of them will be lucky to make it to three. Three, yeah. Now, just how things are going. But it's like, if you're going to be a service-driven organization, you have to be on your A-game as a small business. Yeah. Um, because you can have that one customer that might have a huge following. That's when it's here. And that's, up. that's another thing, too, which I think gives us a leg up in this generation, as opposed to previous generations before us, is that... Uh, introduction to social media. Mm-hmm. It has both negative and positive, yep. uh, you know, connotations with it. Because on the positive side, your your business, your product spreads quicker. You can get a bigger buzz in less time. But on the negative side, one bad review spreads just as quick, if yeah. not quicker. Because there was this um this young lady on Twitter who. Some organization or some business she went to gave her a chicken salad sandwich. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Instead of a tuna sandwich. And she's a pescatarian, hasn't had chicken in over 10 years. Face completely just broke out, swollen, bumps, everything. And she's like, Twitter, do your thing. And Twitter's tearing their reviews up. Like, on Yelp and stuff. <laughs> and you know, once it's on Yelp, you can't take it's it It's over. It's over. Like... You gotta just own it, and it's like little mistakes like that. Um, you can get ahead of those, and yeah. that's kind of like what I want to do eventually with some businesses: help them get ahead of these issues and um, just you know face it head on and yeah. save their customers. Hopefully, um, so that's what a little well part of what we do. Um, and Honey does everything art. Yes, Honey. Honey is the it's Honey's tagline is I do art shit. So so yeah, that's Honey. <laughs> um, 
and of course she'll be here to give a little bit of better breakdown of what she does but um speaking of honey uh, how we became the new kids is oh, definitely uh, an interesting <laughs> journey. <laughs> um, like we said, Shariah and I have been friends for a long time. Like and 15 years. I've been friends with Honey, uh, what, like six or seven years now? Um, and so separately, we would each talk about stuff that we wanted to do whether it wants to be events or just like discussion groups or just social clubs social clubs and mind you me and Shariah are very <laughs> we're very lazy so we would have these it's ideas. not even that we lazy lazy is part of it but we are both we introverted are at some times we're not people people so that made it hard to be like oh we want to have this group but social anxiety but says do we, no <laughs> do we really want to have this group and so Somehow, some way, we got we got over ourselves enough to be like, yes. okay, let's the three of let's us come together. It. it took us forever to come up with a name. And the crazy part about it is like we came up with a name on some fluke stuff though. Right. Like we was looking up names in French. We was looking <laughs> up names in Spanish. Like we were trying to be unique. We didn't want nobody to have this kind of name. And we sitting at this coffee shop in the corner while somebody else is doing karaoke, singing and getting on our nerves. So we like we gotta hurry up and wrap this up. I'm like, we got to go. We gotta get up out of here. They singing and carrying on. And I'm just like, we sound like we we the new kids on the block and then everybody just kinda stopped like Oh snap. oh snap there it is <laughs> it was like one of those things where like the movie pause <laughs> it was, in, it was in that moment that they knew <laughs> bro our documentary or autobiographies are gonna be lit though. lit extremely lit um, so that's how the new kids were born and we call ourselves a business collective but we're uh, we're multifaceted I would yeah. say cause we try to do a little bit of everything and that's definitely gonna expand um, as we move into 2018, um, we definitely have a lot of ideas that we're getting ready to get off the ground and a lot of people that we want to um, expose to the masses because I think that's another thing. Like People have resources, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to... Um, they don't know how to output it. Right. And so a lot of times they just hold, they hoard stuff because they don't know how to share. And I think uh, another reason I know that I like doing the podcasting and bringing on other entrepreneurs is I've received feedback saying like, yo, I listen to your podcast and and dude that you had on there really said some good stuff or, you know, this girl that you had on there really said some things that put things into perspective for me. And I've seen my friends and my family like really taking heed mm-hmm. to things that are said on here. And it's like, how would they ever have heard that before? Because these are people that live, you know, all over the country. They don't have access to to Detroit and the Detroit hustle and right. how we do things because it's, it's different. And I, um, we've actually gotten reviews from strangers, like on complete our strangers. iTunes um, podcast. By the way, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Leave us check a us review, out on all of them uh, and subscribe. But we've gotten reviews from strangers saying, "Wow, you know, I never knew that Detroit has this, you know, millennial entrepreneurial side to it. You all are giving a really good, strong voice to people who deserve it." So I think that's really important that we try to, you know, continuously enhance that and bring that forward because it's relevant. You know? Yeah. I, I think uh, the another like piece of cool feedback I got is like somebody, um, I'm part of this podcast group chat 
thing. And uh, one of the guys hit me up. He like, yo, like I really felt like I knew what was going on in Detroit. Like I've never been to Detroit, but that ex- inspired me to come to check it out because uh, we get so much bad reviews mm-hmm. that when people hear something good and like uh, hear us so passionate about Detroit, they're like, oh, cool. Let me let me go. Let me visit. Let me check it out. So I think yeah. that's cool too. Um, and you know, not to say that we perfect, cause we did y'all didn't hurt us. We, we close to it though. <laughs> we definitely get ratchet every now and again. I like to um, call this a fist of ratchet. I guess <laughs> we smart and stuff. But we, we get is. a little ratchet. We is, <laughs> but um, yeah. So <laughs> we do our best um, to try to give you the best, and we hope that you all enjoy it as much as we do. Because again, this is what we like to do. This is why we're here. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I mean, I think it's important to highlight the fact that there's plenty of uh, people doing podcasts now, and it's not easy. People think, like, oh, it's a podcast, y'all sit there and y'all laugh and y'all do this, but it's a lot of work that goes into it the scheduling, the editing, the, the, the guidelines for what we're going to talk right. about who we gonna have on the episode. I mean, we've had stuff where, you know, we've had episodes where we've had to cut out a lot. Yeah. Just because it wasn't fit <laughs> for the public. No. So it's like, you know, it's real hard work. And I used to think that doing podcasts is gonna be easy. Like, oh, it's gonna be a piece of cake. Yeah. And it's like, no. And another thing I appreciate about us doing this is exposure. Like right now, we are at the um, Detroit Associations of Women's, Women's Clubs Clubhouse in Midtown. And this is a place that's been here since the 1940s, but many people don't know about it because mm-hmm. they haven't been to this area. And there's actually going to be an event here on Wednesday, um, at the March 28th, called the Women of Courage, uh, Redefining Women in America exhibit. And it basically emphasizes and highlights historical uh, women of color and their contributions to our society. And not a, like... This type, these type of events and this type of place and this type of organization a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. So I think this podcast gives us an opportunity to heighten that exposure so that people right. become more engaged and more aware about what's in their city. Yeah. I, I like the aspect of just being able to inspire other people. That's kind of like always been my biggest thing. Like if I could help somebody else not have to go through what I went through or like if I could help somebody else just do yeah. something great, whether it be business-wise, podcast, whatever it is, uh, so it, this is this allows us that platform because it's people that's hearing our voices that will probably never see us in person or like, yeah. <laughs> don't even know what we look like. <laughs> if you go to our website, though, you can see our you pictures. Can see us so, and we cute. Yes, um, so you can see what we look like on there. Uh, so we have been talking for like twenty two minutes. Turn up. So we're gonna take a break because my mouth is thirsty, and <laughs> we'll be back in a minute, y'all. See y'all later. Hey guys, it's Shariah, one third of the New Kids. And if you're interested in being on our show or have a guest in mind, you can check us out or email us at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com or you can follow us on all social media at thenewkidsllc and even on SoundCloud at thenewkidsdetroit. Okay, so we're back. (laughs) And Shariah is over here being Shariah. So what up, during the break, we was trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to talk about next? Because I don't know about Shariah, but talking about myself, get it's kinda, awkward. Yes, and it's I hard. I feel so, like, 
veins yes and you know it's just it's boring so yeah and y'all want to hear about us like y'all can always go to our website and stuff and check us out yes it is what it is the new kids websites as well as our own we have our separate websites to look at the information at the end but anyway we're here to address a very pressing depressing matter that is both near and dear to Shariah and my heart like I almost shed a tear when I saw the news it's been so listen first of all I've had at least three people screenshot this <laughs> and send it to me like girl are you okay and the answer is no I same. am not and I have the same answer no I am not I don't know what kind of leave I need to take from work but it to be to at happen. every concert because I need to be there. So, the event that Shariah and I are so distraught over. Distraught? I tell you. Our beloved, Jeezy. <laughs> Dearly beloved. <laughs> has announced his retirement via the interwebs. And first of all, I'm hurt because he could have sent me a DM. I like, <laughs> you know, as much time and energy as we didn't put into your career. Jeezy, we man. have loved you. We have bought all the Trapper Dyes. I have a Trapper Die t-shirt. You could have, you know, you could have given us a heads up. Like, Avion, we supported Bro. you. We didn't even want to. Because Avion is it's a lot. Disgusting. disgusting. But, <laughs> but we did it all in the name of Bay. <laughs> it was here for you, bro. And honestly, Jeezy is a part of the Detroit culture. He is definitely a part of the new kids culture. But and he is a part of Jermaine and I's friendship. Yes. Like, when I first moved home, I was on Twitter talking about Jeezy and Maine. Like I love Jeezy and I'm like, it's lit. Like we about to rekindle this whole friendship. We here. To go see Jeezy, we have in the five no longer than five years now. When did I move here? 2012. Yep. So in the six years, four of those years were spent strictly at Jeezy. <laughs> we in the six years we have missed two Jeezy concerts, two. and that's it. We was at Summer Jam. Bro. We was at we um, not we was at we suffered suffered Summer Jam. Okay, all them n- never mind. Anyway, <laughs> Summer Jam was hard for us. We was hungry. We were tired. Like, we did it for Jeezy. We did it for Jeezy. We stole somebody's seats and, <laughs> and sat in them. And the dude was like, I think this is my seat. I'm like, no, no it player. <laughs> it's not your seat. We'd have been, remember that the Fox were the, uh, the balcony was about the balcony ball. were shaking. We'd have seen him and uh, Fabulous, Bobby Schmurda was all together that Juicy time. Juicy J. Juicy J and Jeezy. That was a whole nother time at the Fox. I know. So, um, at that one theater too, Snowfest. Girl, we we are invested. Okay? Let me let me tell y'all how invested we are. I went to Snowfest with full-blown bronchitis. <laughs> like, not a little bit of bronchitis. Like, <laughs> like real life, I got bronchitis. I ain't got time for this. So, so you know how Beyonce got the, you know, the beehive. Jeezy got the snow hive. We here. The snow hive. We here. We What's here. Up? Okay, trapper die. So when Jeezy goes on this next tour, we are buying VIP. We're sitting front row. Listen, we're getting signatures. Listen. I'm gonna go buy a little Kodak camera <laughs> so I can have me a hard copy no. picture with Jeezy. <laughs> go ahead, a Polaroid BS. Polaroid. <laughs> 
<laughs> doing it all. Look, I'm ready, okay? Because we love Jesus. Uh, I just, but in all seriousness, I listen to Jeezy when I when I work out, when I need, girl, when I have stuff I need to get I done. Need a <laughs> I've written half of my my papers off of Jeezy. Uh, we had a blog, a whole entire blog named yeah, after a Jeezy way song. Way too gone, bro. Way too gone. <laughs> like it was everything. I'm tra- I drove to Chicago to see Jeezy this past summer. I saw Jeezy twice this summer. Jeezy got me through undergrad for sure. For sure, for sure, through undergrad, definitely through our master's degrees too. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and PhD, Jeezy, we bring you with us. Look, what up, though? You know, it is what it is. It's it's just so yeah, sad. I'm very just... sad, and I want him to come with like bars on this next album. <laughs> like he gotta go out with a bang. He this last album good. was good. I like. I, I love the idea. Yeah. I really liked it. I like the um the joint with Chris Brown. I I don't I like listen song. to Chris Brown. <laughs> And the one class. S-E-X-Y-E. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can't tell, we slightly tipsy by now. You know. Jesus. As usual. Um, so, hilarious. other things that are going on with the new kid. Well, just in general. Um, did you see the announcement that Ford has? Uh, I don't know if they put in a bid or if they purchased the property or it's just a rumor, but Ford is looking at purchasing the old train station. The one with no windows? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it got windows, it's no glass. Some of them got glass, I don't know. It's like space yes. for a window goes here, um, it's like glass. Here. I remember like being a little kid and riding past there and I, I always wondered why they never tore it down. And my mom told me that basically they can't find the blueprints to tear it down and so they don't want to tear tear it down and have like electrical circuits blow and stuff okay. like that they don't want to demo anything because they don't know what it's connected to because they can't find the blueprints so wow somebody great granny is sitting on them boys i don't know if that's true or not but that's been what i've been going with for because i mean it's just been honestly sitting there for years for years like decades since we was kids yeah so It'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Um, and DPS also just released, I don't know when the last time they did like a official sale, but they just released a sale um, of like 24 old school buildings um, that people can purchase. And do what? Whatever, like charter schools, businesses, community centers. What buy one? Hey, turn up, I'm down. Because. Uh, I don't know. We're going to find something, though, because the school right up the street from me is on that list. Benzo. Hey, um, it's lit. So, yeah, they just... Turn into an apartment complex so I can move back to the city. Hey. Um, so, yeah, that's been generating a lot of buzz, too, because people are saying, well, you know, this is going to generate more revenue uh, into the district, and it's about time because a lot of these buildings have been sitting there, you know, abandoned or unused for quite a while. Yeah. Um... And they're dangerous. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't realize how um, dangerous these empty buildings are. Um, a lot of bad things Safety. go on the side of there. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's drug deals, mm-hmm. you know, kids getting snatched up or whatever. Like, you know, you never know what's on the inside of there. Yeah. So it's good to see DPS is moving towards some progress because um, they've had a Ooh. rocky. A rocky journey. Uh, rocky 27 years. Yes. <laughs> For sure. That's how long I've been living and they've been struggling. <laughs> um, yeah. So what else is going on that's like 
or that I've seen. You know what we need to discuss? How we have talked about stuff on this podcast for a whole year now. What? You know, the purchasing of the buildings, you know, building the little jail or whatever, all that stuff. We talked about it before it happened. Yeah. They owe us. And it's interesting (laughs) because, so, as I mentioned earlier, we're at the DAWC Clubhouse, which is in Midtown, Brush and Ferry. And it's a part of the East Ferry Historic District. And so a lot of these homes within this area have been here since the early 1900s. It's a very strong community. And they have been very vocal about not wanting a jail in their neighborhood, and rightfully so. Um, When you think about, you have the Federal Reserve, I think, or Mm -hmm. something federally related over there, um, as well as like three elementary schools. I was about to say, um, like the, the amount of traffic that goes through here for the museums and stuff yeah. that are kids. Yeah. The like, science center ain't too far. Yep. So you have all of this going on. But, you know, money talks. And so. And Dan Gilbert walks. And Dan Gilbert walks. <laughs> so, you know, I, capitalism is the, the ley line of this country. And it's just inter- interesting to see what gets pushed aside to, you know, boost or grease the pockets of the wealthy. I wonder, I always think, like, I wonder if people in, like, different cities and different areas, like, have um, millennials as invested as we are here in Detroit. I don't, I can't speak to, like, millennials being invested, although I feel like, just from my own perspective, any urban city with a strong like millennial core is probably going to have some type of scene where they where they are invested however i do know that there are a lot of cities like detroit like i know the media tries to paint it as detroit as this like lone destructive terrible like bombed out city but watch judge mathis you think we all crack it right um and you know our school system is terrible crime is this and this and that but um i have a lot of friends all over, like all over the country and who are in predominantly black cities um, and they speak about a lot of the same things that Detroit has gone through or is going through but I think the reason why Detroit is always you know on center stage is because we are I don't know if we are the largest or one of the largest um, metropolitan cities that is predominantly African-American like, I think right now it's like 80-something percent African-American. And the scary part about it is it used to be more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And now it's getting to the point where it's a little, you know, more. Um, and that's based off, like, square footage. Yeah. So when you think about, you know, how big Detroit is and the population size, then, okay, our problems seem to get amplified when, to us, they don't, they seem, you know... We see crime everywhere. Everywhere. And people, like, I always tell people this. When I lived in Detroit, I never saw a lot of the things that, like, the media saw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, I know it's happening, but I never saw it. Versus when I moved to Nebraska, it was the exact opposite. I saw everything. I saw all of it. Like, first week of high school, see somebody get shot. Like, I saw my mom, like, take me back to Detroit. I didn't see nobody get shot there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just it just depends on where you are and the media coverage of what is yeah. happening there because the media will take stuff and turn it into something completely different. And that's not even just nationally. Like, I remember my first time in Germany, and um, I was 16 years old. I was staying with the family doing, like, a 
exchange, not an exchange student type thing, but it was like my, a host family. And I was there uh, with the girl and her friends for a couple days. And all her friends was like, oh my God, do you live on 8 Mile? Do you know Eminem? You know, like, do people walk around with AK-47s? And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure somebody uncle walking around with AK-47 somewhere, but I don't somewhere see it. Somewhere on 8 Mile, right, even. Somewhere like, on 8 Mile, but I don't see it. And I hate that that's like the go-to now. Like, I have to fight that battle every time. You live on 8 Mile? No, no. I've never lived on 8 Mile. A day in my <laughs> Why? life. Why? Why? Only thing I do on 8 Mile is, is go to the beauty supply. Only thing I do on 8 Mile is cross it. That's who. <laughs> Like everybody's like, oh, eight mile this, eight mile that. And I'm like, go away. Yeah. And Saint Andrews ain't even on eight mile. That's bro. So <laughs> Saint Andrews is downtown. So <laughs> stop asking us about eight mile. Y'all probably never saw a piece of eight mile in that movie. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, um, I want the image of Detroit to change, but I want the face of Detroit to stay the same. If that makes sense. What do you think we can do to change the image? Um, I think that as vocal as, and I'm, I don't mean us, the new kids, I mean our generation in general, mm-hmm. um, as vocal as we are about, you know, being involved and wanting things to change in a positive light, we need to put action behind those words. Because a lot of times people talk about how frustrated they are about things um, going on, whether it be politics, whether it be school system, whether it be fun, or, uh, finances, but they don't take the time to get involved in their community, in their schools. And because you don't know, you may just be one person, but you don't know what your one action can, you know, inspire. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Um, just because I know, like, I kind of have underestimated myself, like, mm-hmm. what I can do with these organizations. Like, um, this past year, I started volunteering with Big Brother Big Sister. Uh, through my job mm-hmm. and I did not realize how much of an impact we can have on these kids yeah and it's just like wow like if everybody took if everybody mentored just one person like I always believe you should have a mentor you should be a mentor yeah you should always have one at same time all times 24 7 so I think that if other people had that mindset we can make a lot more change um, because it, it could be that I might have the drive and the skill to want to help and make some changes, but I might not have the right connection. Yeah. But if I had a mentor, you know, we could work towards it. Um, and I think, like, even the perspective on the mentor relationship needs to shift because a lot of people don't know how to properly approach someone to mm-hmm. be a mentor or how to put themselves in a space to mentor somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing I think that uh, we need to move towards is... Um, a stronger sense of community within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we've always heard growing up, there's strength in numbers. And one of the biggest things that gets on my nerves about people when they speak about Detroit, and this is from native Detroiters, they be like, oh, I'm moving to Atlanta or I'm moving to New York or I'm moving to LA because Detroit don't support nobody. Um, you know, like. I don't wish I could see how hard I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Uh, everybody hears some haters, blah, blah, blah. Atlanta support they own. Blah, blah. And I'm like, look, no matter where you go, it's not going to be... It's not going to be sunshine and roses. You're not going to magically move to L.A. and become famous. You're like, not. And stop moving to Atlanta. Atlanta's full. That's why their traffic is bad. And but, they got terrible Uber drivers. Yes, no, stop are, moving to Atlanta. <laughs> 
there are yes there might be more opportunities in those spaces but that but that's because they've been exposed to the resources to have those opportunities and i think people are looking more for popularity than for what oh, the resources are like it would make absolute sense to me if you say i'm a singer i'm moving to atlanta that would make sense yeah versus I mean, I being like i wouldn't move to atlanta <laughs> um but but i get being you like a small business consultant i'd be like i'm gonna move to atlanta that's dumb because <laughs> you got the same opportunity here that you would have there. Honestly, I think the opportunity here is a leg up because it's a smaller market to exactly, tackle. Exactly, exactly. Like, there are so many different things that you are exposed to and could potentially be a part of that you might not get at other in other larger or other cities who've been in that type of industry for so long because everybody's tapped out. It's kind of like for me, when I first started at an unnamed high school that I <laughs> do not appreciate because they kicked me Shay. out. Um, I was in a sea of thousands of kids. And if anybody knows me when I, from when I was a teenager, I was shorter than what I am now, skinnier than what I am now. I look like a baby. And I was she in this, still look like a baby. Listen, I, so I was lost in the sea of people and it was a whirlwind. And I really didn't tap into my full potential until I got to my second high school, shout out to DIA, and it was a much smaller environment and I had much more opportunities there to strive and grow and move forward and, you know, become the person that I am now or turning into, I should say. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, um, has a lot to do with uh, Mm self-perception, like, you know, being kind of down and out, like, oh, I'm 27. I can't, I can't help nobody. I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like those kind of things. When in all reality, like sometimes it ain't even about helping somebody. It's not even about what you have done, what you have accomplished. It's simply being there for somebody. Cause I mean, I didn't like not to say that those moments aren't real. Cause some days I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm 27. I don't know what way is up. Honestly, I tell people, especially my friends who are younger than me, I'm like, look, I feel like some days I woke up and was 27. I don't yeah, know where. For sure. I woke up on my 27th birthday with a gray hair. Where did it come from? I don't it wasn't here yesterday when I was 26. I feel like I was 21 two days ago, and now I'm not. And then it's like 30 is just creeping. And some other, like other days, I'm like, I'm 27. Like, I'm an adult. I can do this. Yeah, this is wonderful. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I think um, that's everybody. Everybody has that day. They're like, oh, I don't want to do anything today. And the next day, you might wake up like, I'm the baddest chick in the planet. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but sometimes it don't always work that way. So, there's that. So, again, we have been talking for about 20 minutes. Ta-da! Um, and I don't know, honestly, don't care if y'all didn't like... <laughs> First of all, y'all don't like it. Uh, but, you know, we felt it was necessary to kind of give y'all a glimpse into who we are, what we do, and why we are here. Um, hopefully, why we're going to be here forever. <laughs> hopefully, our next episode will have Honey, um, if she's not sick, and she'll give you a Pray little bit. Pray to get unsick. Yes, do, do all that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this has been episode two, season two of The it's New lit. Kids. We out here. We lit. Check us out on all social media at the New Kids LLC. Also, if you want to send us, you know, well wishes about the morning of <laughs> of Jeezy's <Jesus> rap career, <laughs> are more than welcome to hit us up on social media. Yes, um, you can 
find me, Shariah, at underscore shy shy so fly underscore. I will um, gladly receive all well wishes during this time. Listen, and wait, which? I gave my ratchet Twitter. Oh, see, <laughs> I guess. Okay, so um, Ratchet May, you can follow me, I'm the May, also known as Doc McMain. Um, <laughs> on Twitter at I'm the main um yes please send your condolences because I am clearly distraught um and we'll try to survive and we will gladly accept your cash app money to pay for these tickets from when he go on tour yes all that all of it all of that GZ right. if you listen to me we accept sponsors what's up what up though <laughs> um so yeah new kids out peace